in three, two, one. Welcome to the My Story Podcast. My name is Conrad Weaver. I'm your host for the show. And we're starting a brand new year and a brand new season for the My Story Podcast. And I'm so excited to uh, launch this season and this show this year with my very best friend, my wife and companion, Jody Weaver. Jody, welcome to the My Story Podcast. I'm glad to be here. So this is uh, sort of unusual. We mm-hmm. haven't done this before. You haven't been on the show before. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, what a better way to start a new year, a new season, a new uh, thing with the podcast to bring you on and just talk about some things. Okay. So, so tell us a little bit about who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm Jody Weaver and I live here with Conrad in Emmitsburg, Maryland with our dog, Stella. We have two children, adult children. Lakin and Spencer. Lakin and her family live in Texas, and Spencer um, and his significant other live in um, near Orlando, Florida. Um, I'm an assistant principal in a school district here in Maryland, and um, have been an assistant principal for five years, have been in education for 30 years, taught several different states, South Carolina, Colorado, and here in Maryland. And we've been married for... Almost 29 years. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so, so my big question is for all of us and for my listeners, for all of you out there listening and for myself as well. And Jody, I'm going to pitch this to you. What did you learn in 2020? Wow. That's a loaded question because there was a lot of different things I learned. I was just looking back um, what I wrote this time last year in my journal and what I wrote in, um, on January 1st. And, and as I went through, I did really good with my journal through about March and April. Then it got really hectic at work. And um, I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, it's got very hectic. And, um, but I remember um, every day in my journal, I would write at the top. This was before the pandemic and even after we were in quarantine for a while as I was trying to do my journal, I would always, I choose joy. Mm. And um, Why? Why joy? Because that was my word for the year. I try to pick a word Mm. every year to focus on, and that was my word, which was joy. Um, I can sometimes be more pessimistic than optimistic (laughs) about things, so that's why I focused on that word. Um, I think I'm not so much a pessimist. I'm more of a, I feel, I feel I'm a realist. <laughs> um, and so um, that, so that's something that I chose to do every day. And it was something sometimes difficult to walk through, especially when we were um, in lockdown for several months and I had to not go to work anymore. I had to work from home and that was difficult for me to go through. So um, I think I learned a lot of patience you know, and just patience and the waiting on what was going to happen, what God was going to do. And just, you know, with the different things we had going on with us and our finances and just different things. I Mm -hmm. just, it was, it was, it was difficult, but it was really cool to see how God provided for us in, in, in ways that I can't even begin to understand or explain Mm-hmm. You know, so I, so I learned uh, just to really focus on, especially as this was what I learned, you know, especially at my job, is focus on what's important and not necessarily on the urgent. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. you can let the urgent run you and then you're and you're not focused on the big picture instead of and you're just just running after things that are not necessarily good things to run after. And so I just learned to really choose joy every day and focus on what was most important and how I was going to be able to um, support um, our teachers at school and our students and parents in our community during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So would you say that your selection of joy, the word joy for the year, which you selected, I'm assuming, in late December mm-hmm. or early January. Yep. Was that the right word? I believe so. Um, it was difficult to be joyous sometimes. <laughs> but I but I look at all the different things that we that we went through, and a lot of them were hard, but I also think there was a lot of people went through a lot of harder, harder things than than me. Mm. I didn't lose a paycheck. I didn't lose my home. We didn't go without food and you know, we were able to even help other people. And um, so those things I can say that, you know, um, that I, we were very fortunate in those areas. And, you know, and so sometimes I had to get my focus off of me and choose that joy and look at, see how I could help other people, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be, you know, in a th- especially with students at school, just going and helping hand out meals or, you know, being an assistance to somebody, you know, just whatever it was that needed to be done. Because at school, there were lots of different things that, that we, a lot of moving parts every day. Mm-hmm. So, what was different about your leadership in 2020 than it was in 2019? Huh, that's a good question. Well, we had to, we had to, um, turn everything around pretty much on a dime on how we looked at education and how we educated our children and how we, um, how we, um, you know, provided for our students and our teachers and staff. And it was just a different way of, of doing leadership that you just kind of learned as you went along. Um, but I feel like the team, I, I was very fortunate to have two other people that are, we make a really good team where I'm not, I'm weak in some things. They're strong and where they're weak, I'm strong. And so we made a good team and could gel together, which is really nice. And, um, but just trying to figure out, you know, ways to help our staff because it got, you know, it, it can be, you know, it can be, um, when you're used to seeing someone every day mm-hmm. and you're able to make that communication with people every day. And you know, I tried to make a point every day before we were out for the pandemic and going virtual. You know, I made a point of trying to get to, you know, seeing all the teachers every morning, just walk in the halls. Whereas, you know, something like that, you know, you miss that connection. And so you had to think of other ways to make mm-hmm. those connections with teachers, you know, so we would do. And that's something you're things. really good at. Because I've seen you do things just to, well, just to inspire teachers, you know, whether it's putting a little, you know, note in their box or doing something special, you know, that they don't expect. And you're really good at thinking oh, about those I'd things and doing those that. things. <laughs> so, well, thank you. I never really thought about that. It's just stuff I, you know, I get ideas from, you know, some of them are my ideas and some of them are, you know, I 
you know, like everybody, like every other educator, we steal, steal. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, we steal ideas and then make them our own. Um, but, you know, just trying to figure out different ways to keep morale up, you know, and then when it got, you know, um, then through the summer, just dealing with um, just the different things that were going on and different and decisions that were being made, um, you know, just just kind of rolling with it. You just had to you had to be very flexible, and then this fall, you know, just trying to keep again keeping morale up. You know, going from you know virtual to hybrid, back to virtual, and then not knowing how we may be in the next couple of weeks. You just kind of go with it, and you know and. Luckily, we were able to have small groups in our school now, so that makes it nice to be able to go to school and have kids in the building. Mm -hmm. So that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. What did you learn about yourself this past year? Uh, that's another good question. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I think I learned that um, I'm a little more flexible than I mean. I've always been pretty flexible, but I'm a little more flexible than I thought I was. Than I thought I was. Just being able to, and 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 more, and and I've become a better problem solver. Hmm. And sometimes it's frustrating when there are problems and 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 you can't fix them. Mm -hmm. Because that's what is, is you know, for anybody in, in administration, especially in the school, that's what we do. Is we we have a problem, we solve it, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, you fix it. And and sometimes you can't. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a, a, a teacher call me one day and just really upset and crying because she just felt inadequate, you know, and just trying to walk someone like through something like that, you know. I felt like, you know, because if we were in school and, and things were different, that would have never occurred to start with. But, you know, but then trying to figure out, you know, so I just listened because I really didn't have an answer, you know, other than just giving a few little suggestions. And, you know, and so I'm, I think it helped her. I mean, she told me it did. And, you know, we move on and check in and, you know, but that's happened with a lot of not just one particular teacher, but that's happened with a lot of teachers. And I think it's happened with, you know, a lot of us as administrators too, you know, just trying to figure out and having a go-to person to talk to, like you're my go-to person just mm -hmm. to unload stuff on, you know. In spending many months working at home and I work from home all the time, what did you learn about me? You're a hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I learned that, you know, cause there was, you didn't have a lot of work you know, outside of doing your podcast and different things like that. So, you know, I learned that you're really a self-motivator and a self-starter cause I could not do that. If I didn't have anything to do, I can't make myself look busy. I have to have stuff to do. And so I learned, you know, that every day you came down here and you worked and you did, you know, you retooled everything to meet, you know, so, so that you could, you know, meet, better meet the needs of um, your your clients and things like that, and and just to make your business continue to grow and prosper, you re you know you redid some things and just rethought some things, and were very creative, and in, in your in your thinking, of just you know, redoing stuff and and you know and make and branding it in a different way and you know and still working to make those connections. Mm -hmm. So I learned that you know you you're a very hard worker. And, you know, you got down here every day and did the mm -hmm. grind. And sometimes I know it probably was discouraging when nothing mm -hmm. was coming in. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, well, I learned a lot about myself this year. I think I learned that sometimes the old ways of doing things don't always work. Right. That's true. <laughs> and you got to refigure, you got to figure out something new and figuring, figure out a new way to make things work. And sometimes that means just learning from others. Mm -hmm. And so I know this past year, I spent a lot of time watching and listening to podcasts and watching webinars just to learn new things, you know, whether it was a new way of Facebook marketing or a new way of doing a podcast or, you know, or making connections. I, you know, I joined a couple of new to, new to me documentary associations, mm -hmm. you know, and making connections. And that's mm -hmm. already paid out, you know, in, in, in really solid connections. And so I learned that sometimes difficulty and challenges are as hard as they are going through them. Sometimes if you allow them to, they can make, they will make you better. Mm -hmm. I a hundred percent agree with that. Because, or you can just be crushed by them, by mm -hmm. the challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have two attitudes. You can have, you know, woe is me and be crushed. Or you can say, I'm going to use this as a stepping stone to mm -hmm. what's better mm -hmm. and to learn from the difficulty that I'm going through. And I think that's what I aspired to do this year. I probably didn't always hit the marks, but I aspired to do that this year to, to take the difficult challenges and to, 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 it would take months of no work into make it into something positive. Right. And that does, you, you have to do that. You have to, you know, and some days you have those days where, you know, it's like you feel like giving up. Hmm. But um, but the majority of the days, you just, um, you know, put on your big girl britches and <laughs> do it. You know? Well, I don't have big girl britches. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but, but I mean, I think, I think really and truly that... Um, I think, you know, because we do, t you and I do totally different things, mm -hmm. you know, out, you know, and I'm, I'm out every day working, you know, out in the public and I'm around 700 kids every day, you know, and mm -hmm. people, are, you know, and, and then you're here and, um, but we, we, but we mesh and make all that work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's sometimes the, the, the really the kind of the secret sauce behind our success as mm -hmm. a couple, you know, is that we're so different. And we we complement each other you know, with what I'm strong at. You're maybe not so strong. What you're strong at, I'm, not, I'm maybe mm -hmm. not so strong. And right. those things really right. kind of as a gear works together to, right. to make I it agree. work. You know, because I do get a little overwhelmed more so than you do and, um, and stress more. And so you're my calm <laughs> with that. And then when I get stressed on stuff, then you're my calm too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're good for each other. I know. Yes, we are. <laughs> and I guess that's, you know, I attribute a lot of that plus our our faith in God that has sustained us over the years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 100 percent, 29 years, almost 29 almost years of marriage. 29 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. I know. And we're grandparents. Can't believe you put up with me 29 years. <laughs> um, I know. And we're, we're grandparents. grandparents. Yeah, that's been, you know, there's a lot of bad, a lot of um Bad, sad and bad things that have happened in 2020. And, um, you know, um, we have known, we know a lot of people, um, that have had the virus and, um, people that are very close to us have either had it or are still recovering from it or have died from it. But we've also had a lot of joy in, uh, in 2020 as mm -hmm. well. 
And uh, one of the big greatest things we had was our granddaughter a couple of weeks. So will be she'll be four weeks old this coming Friday. Yeah. And so we were able to um, go visit her and our daughter and son-in-law down in Waco, Texas. And um, it was a wonderful hmm. time to visit and to see our granddaughter and to see our children. And our son came and um, our son Spencer and Aria, they came from Florida. And it was just a really nice time that we had. And we were very careful with the, we didn't see anybody. We didn't go anywhere. We just all stayed in one little place and hmm. did our thing. And it was nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun time. And it was a great way to wrap up the year for us to mm -hmm. spend time with our kids and mm -hmm. our granddaughter. I know. Can you believe it? I know. <laughs> She's a cutie pie too. <laughs> you know, I really think that, you know, this year has been challenging for all of us and has taught us many things. And what will you take into the new year that you learn from 2020 that will maybe change your focus for 21? Hmm. Well, I'll take all the experiences that we have, um, that we had and kind of like, just kind of wrap those up and you just kind of take it with you. You know, I remember you telling our kids a long time ago to enjoy the, um, it's not so much the destination, it's the journey. Mm -hmm. So as we go into 21, you know, I know that on January 1st, this virus isn't going away. I mm -hmm. mean, everybody's looking forward to 2021 and I am too, but things aren't going to change. It's not going to be a magic thing. <laughs> I wish there were, but, there, but there's, but there's not, but I do feel that, you know, we'll probably, um, I'm, I'm mentally prepared to, you know, know that probably during this winter and into spring, there may be a few more little hardships that we have to go through mm -hmm. with this and, and, you know, but I'm still thankful that I have a job and, you know, and, 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 and that's something that I'm thankful for. But um, as we just move into 2021, I'm just going to try to be, again, you know, choose joy. That's going to be my word again is mm -hmm. to choose joy. And no matter what the circumstances are, no matter how difficult um, things may get, because, you know, I can look around me and there's always someone that has it a lot harder than than I do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I just pray that, you know, like a lot of our family members will um, start feeling better and 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 um, that, um, you know, we'll be able to get have more community with people. I think that's what I worry about the most with a lot of people is that lack of community that mm -hmm. we have not had in 2020. Um, you know, and I'm the type of person I can, I like to be around people, but I like my alone time. But I, you know, too much alone time is not good for anybody. Mm -hmm. You need to be around people and interacting. And that's why I enjoyed going to work, even though it was just, I saw the same five people every day, but it was just nice to interact with, with people, um, outside of your house. And, um, but I also, you know, enjoyed our time because mm -hmm. I felt like, um, you and I became closer. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things we were at a team leader meeting a couple of weeks ago and, um, my principal goes to ask me everybody what they're thankful for. And one of the things I said was, I'm thankful that my husband and I get along because, <laughs> and that we love each other and like each other because we had spent a lot of time together mm -hmm. during this pandemic. We spent a lot of time together during this pandemic, you know, and, um, and so I'm thankful that, um, we were able to, um, yin and yang, so to speak. We had our mojo going during that yeah. time. 
you know, not, not that it was easy though, always, because it mm-hmm. took an adjustment for me to work from home. And it took an adjustment for me to have you working from home, mm-hmm. you know, to and have get better internet. <laughs> <laughs> we did get better internet. That's good. <laughs> Those upload speeds for my podcasts and videos are much faster. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to look going to 2021, trying to be as optimistic as I can and, you know, and hoping that, um, again, that we can, I'm hoping that we can hopefully get back to school full time, um, of course, safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that I, I worry about our students and staff members that need to be in community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much um, education, their education I worry about, it's their mental health. Because if you stop and think about it, I mean, yeah, that, you know, I guess I don't try to look at what the test score is going to look. I look at what what our kids had to do and how they've grown and have learned and adjusted to all this. They've done a lot a lot of learning. It may not have been you know algebra or you know science or social studies or English, but it was you know they have learned how to adapt and you know and, and persevere through difficult times. and And I think it's just time that you know we need to take that into consideration with kids is to, you know, not worry about, oh, they're going to be behind. No, <laughs> they won't be behind. They'll, they'll be fine. Um, because I think about what all they have learned during this time, you know, and I know, and I know a lot of kids have learned a lot of things and a lot of kids have been through a lot of tough things mm-hmm. because they don't have a home, good home life. And so that's, those are the things I worry. I can, I'm concerned about that. I hope we get back to school to, so that we can, be a support for those kids. School really becomes a, in in many situations, a, a surrogate home mm-hmm. for students, especially yeah. those who are maybe don't have such a good home life. And yeah. I mean, we, you know, we sometimes we, you know, provide meals, we give mm-hmm. clothing, we provide emotional support, you know, through our counselors and things like that, and we provide good education to our students. We have excellent teachers at our school, so. Um, they get a good education too. And, and our kids have really done a great job to, you know, to adjust to Google classrooms and different things like that, that, that different, you know, extensions and things like that. And so have our teachers, everybody's had to kind of turn, turn it or do a 180 pretty much with everything. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, I think about how far that they've come. You know, and, you know, it's like, you know, I told you, we got to take lemons and make lemonade, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's just been fun on the sidelines for me, sitting back and watching you and your team work and make those changes that were sometimes very difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, time, you know, times when you were waiting on other people to make decisions for you, that's mm-hmm. frustrating. And, mm-hmm. but you persevered and, you did the best with what you had. And as an educator, I think, and it's probably universal around the world. People have had to make those changes. Everybody has. It's not just, you know, the three of us that work together and, and, you know, everybody has had to make those changes and make those adjustments all across, all across the world. Right. You know, so, yeah. So it's not like, and that's what you have to think about. It's just not, we're not in this by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Everybody's having to do these changes, you know? And so, you know, we just, you know, if we were told something and, you know, that's what we, and we implement that, you know, and, 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 and make it happen, 
that's mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And help our students and teachers along the way. Yeah. The best we can. So I'm usually the one asking questions. Do you have any questions for me? Hmm. <laughs> Here's your chance. So what are your fo- what's your focus for 2021 and what are you wanting to you know accomplish, I guess is the word. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, besides this amazing podcast, uh, just bringing more and more amazing content to my listeners and to all, to everyone who's interested in this podcast. And and my really, my goal is to grow the podcast, to grow it into something that is, that reaches more and more people. And that uh, not only reaches people, you have to provide content that inspires people and that motivates people to listen and to come back and listen. So that's really my challenge is to to create content, to bring on guests who will inspire people to live better lives Mm -hmm. and to make a difference in their world. And then also to invite more people into the journey. My goals for this podcast is really to grow the audience. You know, right now we average 50 to 70 listeners, you know, downloads per episode. I want to grow that to a thousand. Uh, you know, a thousand uh, subscribers or listeners per episode. Uh, so that's my goal this year. And I think we'll be able to accomplish that. And with everyone's help to uh, like it, to share it and uh, you know, leave a review. If you like the My Story podcast and what we bring uh, and you, you enjoy the interviews that we have, you know, I encourage everyone to leave a review. And uh, Apple Podcasts is really one of the best places to do that. Uh, it's uh, easy to do that. You just, you know, hit the five star button and, and leave a, a quick note for me that really helps me to know what people like and what they don't like about the show. But really my goal, you know, you know, I don't make any money off of the show yet. yet. <laughs> I hope to be able to do that sometime. And so that's why we launched a Patreon account. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know what Patreon is, Patreon's a website that sets up for artists and people, creatives, people like me who can if you enjoy the work that I do and the creative projects that I work on, you can become a supporter. You can donate, you know, any amount you want, but there's also some fixed amounts. If you want to donate $3 a month, that gives me a cup of coffee a month. That's great. Or if you want to donate $5 a month, you can do that. And you can get these videos. And if you're watching this video now, this is kind of a sample of what you're going to get uh, for the, the Patreon uh, $5 level. And uh, then there's also a $10 level and a $20 level and each level on Patreon has uh, more and more perks. We're going to do some live interviews that some of the more higher level uh, people will get. Also, if you become an executive producer level, which is a $20 level, I'll send you a really cool coffee mug. So that's uh, with the My Story podcast logo on it. So just want to encourage people, if you like this show, you like what you're hearing and you want to see what you're hearing then go over to patreon.com slash my story podcast and you can sign up to become a patreon become a patron of the show and uh, help us to continue to do what we do so speaking of the show so that's one back to your question that's one thing i'm going to accomplish this year the other thing is i want to accomplish as you know i'm working on a documentary film i'm hoping to get that into production this year ptsd 911 uh, to be able to move that project forward into full production. And I don't know uh, when it'll be done now, but uh, that's my goal is to get that thing started. And I have some other clients that I'm working with doing some filming 
perhaps around the world, maybe. So I'm hoping if, if I can fly and COVID lets me go. Uh, so those are some things I want to, I want to grow the business, uh, but really want to grow the podcast and to make, make that uh, eventually, fingers crossed, eventually my uh, sole source of income mm-hmm. to be the podcast and the work that I do. And then we can move anywhere mm-hmm. and uh, be near our kids and uh, things like that and be near our grandkids. Yeah. Right now we just have one grandkid but we eventually we'll probably have more so we want to be near them and so hopefully one day we'll be able to move closer to them and having a podcast that i can do anywhere from the world allow me to do that so a couple of just if you're wondering who's going to be on the show this year well i have really an amazing lineup for the first uh oh episode 38 through 52 really an amazing lineup and i'm still looking at booking some more people Next time, Lance Birch will be on. Jody, you know Lance. Yeah, he's a great friend of ours. Lance is a great friend of ours, and he is also a pastor. He is a filmmaker, and he's a karaoke star. Yeah, he does karaoke. And it's not what you just think about, you know, drunk people singing in a bar. This is like competitive karaoke. And he talks about that on the episode. So be sure to tune in next week for... Lance Birch. Following Lance Birch, we have Teresa Scanlon. Teresa was the 2011 Miss America. She's been a friend for a while and she has a really amazing story. She was one of the youngest Miss Americas ever at 17 years old. And she tells her story about what that was like being a 17 year old and in the national, international spotlight as a teenager. Episode 40, Ryan Van Duzer will join us. Duzer is a uh, a YouTuber, he's an adventurist, an explorer, and a bicycle aficionado, and uh, really amazing guy, positive guy. You'll enjoy his uh, the interview. Karen Springs will be with us on episode 41. Karen is a friend, lived in Ukraine for about 14 years, has recently written a book, and she's going to be on the show talking about her book and about adoption and the stories that she has gathered over the years through her journey and her time in Ukraine. Uh, Coming up also, episode 42, Janine Garcia, an amazing woman who has a realty business down in Virginia. Tom Morris Jr. will join us for episode 43. You guys know Tom Morris Jr. He is one of the co-hosts of Live PD, which doesn't exist anymore. Hopefully that was one of our favorite shows, it wasn't was it? It was our favorite show. <laughs> yeah, we look forward to live PD Friday, Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, so Tom Morris Jr. is with us on episode 43. Rich Doutridge, who did something really crazy during COVID, he opened a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yep, he opened a movie theater and has plans to open several more. We're going to hear that story. Episode 44, Maddie Fiorenzo will join us for episode 45. He's a firefighter out of Anaheim. Amazing story you don't want to miss. Abigail de Casanova will join us on episode 46. Abigail is a good friend. Mm -hmm. She has done makeup for many, many people that you've seen on television. And she is a makeup artist. An amazing story that she has. Greg Johnson will join us for episode 47. You say, who's Greg Johnson? Well, if you've ever watched his show, I think it's on Discovery Channel. I don't know. Let's look. But he is a tornado hunter. He's called the tornado hunter. He chases storms all over the Midwest during tornado season. And he has a fun story. Ryan Hampton will be joining us for episode 48. Ryan is in recovery. He is a leader in the recovery 
movement around the country, uh, worked for the Clinton White House, worked on Capitol Hill, uh, has an amazing story. Samantha Horwitz will join us episode 49. She is a retired Secret Service agent. (laughs) And she'll be joining us to tell her story. She was in New York City on 9-11 and was at the World Trade Center, in the World Trade Center Tower 1 when uh, 9-11 went down. And she tells her story about that. Episode 50, a milestone, will happen later in April. April 5th, actually. I'm bringing back Linda Ellis. Oh, good. That was Linda good. Ellis will, was my very first podcast interview. Mm-hmm. Linda has become a very dear friend. Mm-hmm. And looking forward to Wonderful Linda being... Lady. Yeah, looking forward to Linda being on the program for episode 50. J. Todd Anderson will join us on episode 51. J. Todd is a storyboard artist for movies like No Country for Old Men. Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Fargo. Fargo, just a whole host of movies. Any of the movies that the Conan brothers did. The the Conan? Cohen. (laughs) Cohen brothers, not Conan. (laughs) Sorry, Conan. So Cohen brothers. He was a storyboard artist for, he is the storyboard artist for the Cohen brothers and a bunch of other movies. He's worked with George Clooney. He's worked with just a bunch of people. Jay Todd's a good friend. He'll be on on episode 51. Chris Fields will join us episode 52. And Chris is a firefighter retired out of Oklahoma. Very famous photograph was taken of him right after the Murrah Federal Building was bombed. He pulled a baby out of the rubble and he was standing there holding this baby waiting for the ambulance. And a photographer shot his photo, which became a Pulitzer Prize winning Mm -hmm. photo. And Chris Fields will be joining us on episode 52 for the podcast. That's the lineup I have so far. I'm working on a bunch of other interviews and we're going to bring more and more people that you've heard of and some you haven't for the podcast. It's going to be a fun season. I don't know how long the season will run. Maybe all year. Hopefully. Maybe all year. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Yeah. Guess who would you want me to interview? Oh, wow. I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> you got some good people there. Well, I've heard her interviews before, but I mean, I've heard her on different podcasts. But Beth Moore would be cool if you could get her on your podcast. I'll see what I can do. And, Anybody uh, have any connections? <laughs> Belinda Bauman? You probably know Beth. Can you connect me? And, you know, and then even like someone like, um, you know, it sounds weird, but Queen Elizabeth. Ah. Because I'm sure she has. I wonder if she'll sit down for an interview with me. Yeah, yeah, you'd be lucky. She has stories, but just think of all this. I mean, think about how many presidents we have been through. Yeah. And she's been in, you know, the Queen of England for I don't know how for a very long time since the 40s. And so, and you think about all the presidents we've been through and different things like that. And I think she'd just be someone, just to. Just to interview. Well, I'll have to get my people on that. Mm-hmm. Do and, I have people? And George W. Bush would be a good one. Yeah. He doesn't do very, very many no, he interviews. He does not. No. He does not. <laughs> he did one for, well, I can't even mention. No, you cannot. I can't. Um, Laura Bush would be good, too. Yeah, Laura Bush would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to get my people on that. Yeah. Do you have? Do, do, I don't do, have do any I have people. people? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have people? <laughs> do I have people? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the people. (laughs) (laughs) But people, you know, know people. So it kind of always works around. What, six degrees of separation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a really fun time. A little bonus episode with my one and only companion, compadre, 
partner in crime, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife. Yeah. I love you. I love you too, Weaver. And it's been fun having you on the podcast. Probably the first and last time I get you on here. Probably so. <laughs> you know me. I, I don't twist like, her arm. <laughs> I do not like doing stuff like this, but I well, do enjoy it. Well, I do it. really appreciate you being on mm-hmm. the show. And uh, if you're out there listening or watching the video, please subscribe to the podcast. And uh, looking forward to bringing you some amazing interviews, amazing people in this new year. And as we grow the show, as it becomes more and more accessible around the interwebs. I encourage you to like it, share it, and please subscribe and leave a review. That would be amazing. My name is Conrad Weaver. I'm the host of the My Story podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time on episode 38 with Lance Birch on the My Story podcast. You have been listening to the My Story Podcast. My name is Conrad Weaver. I've been your host for the show, and I'm so happy that you decided to stop by and listen to our show today. If you'd like to see the interviews that I record here on the My Story Podcast, be sure to join us on Patreon and become a member of the show where you can have access to all the videos for this show and others along the way. The music for today's show is provided by my friend Drew Davidson. You can get all of his music on iTunes or Spotify or at drewdavidson.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. Come back next time for a brand new episode right here on the My Story Podcast.